Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, good morning. We continue our series called Vision. We're exploring God's Word and God's vision for His church, especially how we at Holy Savior live out this vision, how we express this vision as we gather, grow, and go. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of this beautiful day, and Lord, for the gift of your word and the gift of your love for us in your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help shape and mold us to be your people as we gather, grow, and go in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, and God's people say, Amen. All right, so I got a question for you this morning. It's a very deep question. I'm going to take you a little thought here. Name one thing to which you are devoted. Just silence. So I noticed some of you there are sitting next to like your spouse. You looked at each other. That's nice. I'm glad you did that. You know, you devoted to each other. Uh, one thing to which you're devoted. I mean, you might say, well, yeah, I'm devoted to my spouse or to my family. Uh, maybe you're devoted to, you know, your career. Well, we're going to explore a little today what it means to be devoted as we hear in the scriptures from Acts chapter 2, where they were devoted to one another. They were devoted to being in the word and prayer and worship and service. As we unfold again what it means for us to live this vision for Holy Savior as we gather, grow, and go. We talk about, again, you know, what it means for us to be in a place where, you know, many of us like to be together. A lot of us have been doing these online things for quite a while now. And yet, so we enjoy being together, gathering together, because there's one thing that's been a part of our culture and our community the last number of years, especially, that many of us, more of us feel that we are separated and apart from one another. That even though we may be together at times, we still feel like we're missing and we're lonely. And they increase the sense of loneliness and, and the feeling of disconnect with one another. But we believe we can buck that trend here at Holy Savior. We can create those kind of moments where we live life together. We can create those kind of moments where we live life together and we can make a positive difference in the lives of one another. And we want to buck this trend of loneliness and disconnect and the many ways that we can experience our lives together. So we strive to cultivate authentic relationships with real people, real people like you and, and me, those who are live stream, those who are here in person, real people who might be, you know, having a good day or not so good day, feeling great one day, spiritually and spiritually blah the next day, real people living real lives, living in God's grace and mercy. We can create these moments, we can gather together as safe place, we can gather together and we can grow as a person. So this last week, as we've been exploring gathering, we begin exploring now what it means for us to grow. We looked at the life of a man named Saul, you know, who later was named Paul. And that Saul, as we read in, in Acts, had Ananias of Damascus to help him begin to grow. He became part of a faith community, a community of Jesus' followers in Damascus, before God would later send him as a gospel missionary. And for us to grow... For us to grow, we can grow alone, but we grow so much more as God has designed us to grow together. So we want to gather and create a safe place where we can grow together. 
to grow to be the person that God has designed us, the person he's designed you to be. Well, let's go back again to that idea of devotion. I mean, devotion. I, how many of you are devoted? I am devoted. I have a pit on right now. I put this on because I want to a little chilly. I'm devoted to go running every single morning. Now, well, I'm devoted to go running every single morning. Do you know how every morning, how many mornings I go running? Well, I can tell you that I do not go running every single morning. In fact, I haven't gone running for a couple of weeks. But, you know, I'm devoted to running for my health, right? I'm, I'm devoted, like, you know, right now, how many of you are devoted to doing push-ups or, or jumping jacks with me right now? You're like, no way, buddy. But you're cold, right? It'd warm you up. You know, we, we, we talk about these things that we do, you know, and why we do them. You do them maybe because the pastor says, all right, get up right now and do jumping jacks. And you all start doing jumping jacks, you know, because the pastor said so. Yeah, none of you got up, though, did you? Uh, that um, we, we talk about in, in the scripture here in the book of Acts, one of the ways that we grow is that we can put into our lives, sometimes we call them spiritual disciplines, um, the problem is we call them spiritual disciplines is we tend to look at them from the wrong point of view. And see, so when we talk about them, they're really more spiritual practices or spiritual habits. And we even capture that from Acts. It says they were in the practice, they were in the habit of meeting together regularly, of being in the Word, of being in prayer, of being in worship, of serving one another and being generous to one another. So these spiritual practices, these habits that we can develop, this rhythm we can develop. Because I can tell you, like, when I go running, if I go running several days a week, I get myself into a rhythm, it's much easier to stay in that rhythm. And when I get myself out of that rhythm, it's a lot harder to get back into that rhythm. But there are six key areas from the book of Acts that we are going to explore as it talks about what it means for us to have these spiritual practices. The first is being in God's word. Second is prayer. Third is worship. Fourth is service or gener and generosity. Fifth is fellowship. And the sixth is evangelism. And again, what we often do is we often kind of think about when you go to meet with a trainer, if you're going to do physical fitness, you know, that we, we tend to look at this and we start with, how do I going to prove myself to God or prove myself to someone else or even to myself? But that's not where we start. We talk about spiritual practices. The place we start is in God's grace. So the first thing I want you to do, you don't have to do jumping jacks this morning, but I want you to take your finger and do a finger exercise. Take your finger. Okay, now you all get your fingers up. Go like this and say, I am loved by God. I am loved. That's where we start. We start with God's love for us. We talk about our spiritual practices. We're not trying to prove, God, I want you to know how good I am because I read my Bible every day. Or I prayed every day, God, is, God, you love me. I'm loved. You are loved by the God of the universe. The God of the universe who loves you so much that he became flesh in his son, Jesus Christ. So, you know, we don't have to prove ourselves. I don't go running to prove to you how healthy I am. I go running because I like to be healthy. I, I like the experience. And so when we open the Bible, we open the Bible, so not that just so we can check the box and say, well, I did that. Again, you can see a physical trainer and says, well, here, I want you to do 10 push-ups. And you go, all right, I did 10 push-ups. 
But the idea is that we, we do that for our own benefit. And we open up God's word. We open, open, open God's word, sorry. Not so we can fill our head with all kinds of knowledge about God, but that we're growing in this relationship with God. And as we grow in this relationship with God, we are learning from God. So being in God's word is not just, again, a box that we check. It's learning from God. Is that God is shaping how we understand ourselves. And the first thing we understand about ourselves in God's word is what? You got to do this physical exercise with me again. I am loved by God. That You are loved by the God of the universe. And so as we read God's word, the first thing we learn is about God's amazing grace and love for us. So as we talk about that, the first habit we have is, you know, learning from God, being in his word. That's what those early followers of Jesus were doing, and that's what God's people continue to do today. The second is prayer. And again, we can make prayer a, you know, a, a habit that is just checking the box. You know, we can rattle off, you know, the Lord's Prayer or, you know, Martin Luther's morning or evening prayer if you've been a long-time Lutheran. Or if you use the portals of prayer, you can just rattle through those prayers and say, I prayed, you know, check the box. Or I pray when things are really scary. But the idea of praying is that, yes, we're having this conversation with God, but ultimately prayer is saying this. I'm dependent on you, God. Say that with me. I am dependent on you, God. When we pray, we're saying, God, I'm dependent on you, especially when things are scary and uncertain. But each and every day in the mundane moments of life, when we pray, we say, God, I am dependent on you. As I open the Bible, as I, you know, listen to your word, God, I'm learning from you. As I speak to you and talk to you in prayer, God, I'm saying I'm dependent on you. From the mundane moments to the crazy, scary moments of life. God, I'm dependent on you. The third is worship. You know, we're here this morning in worship, live stream, and, and in person. But as we're here with worship, we receive God's gift today, the gift of his word, the gift of the sacraments. But as we also talk about worship, worship is also our responding to God. And as again, it's easy for us to get this idea, well, I, I came here, I'm here Sunday morning, I checked the box, and I'm good. But worship is much more than just checking the box. It's much more than just being here on Sunday morning. Worship is a way that we are responding to God and responding to his gifts. Again, it goes back to God's grace and love. Our response is to God's grace and love for us in Jesus. It goes back to one of the texts we touched on last Sunday as we talked about growing. Where Jesus, you know, said, and it's recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength. Saying that, you know, this love that we have for God, this love, you know, is everything that we are and everything that we have. And our response is not because we're trying to earn God's love and favor, not because we're trying to prove ourselves, but because God loves us. We offer him everything that we are. Our fourth is service, error, or generosity. We see this again in the early church where they served one another, where they, they collected everything they had, and if anybody had needs, they took care of them. And again, service and generosity, you know, let's put this in context historically. In the early church there in, in Rome, the Roman culture was those who had a lot of stuff, you know, the, the wealthy would give generously to those who needed 
But the idea is that the benefactors were to, you know, sing the praises of and, and, and serve, you know, those who gave to them. And, and to be honest, that still happens today. People who have a lot more may give and say, look at me, look what I gave. I gave more than he gave, more than she gave. But here in this community of believers, and, and this is really what we are called to live in the generosity that our God has for us, is that our service, our generosity reflects God's self-sacrificing. That we are self-sacrificing just as our God was self-sacrificing. That the God of the universe became flesh for you and for me. Gave his life for us. And so as our Savior was willing to serve us, just as we you know, see in the, in the upper room where he washed his disciples' feet and he says, just as I serve you, you are to serve one another. So we are called to serve one another, to serve and to be generous in our service to one another and to our community. And then fellowship. And our, our fellowship is, again, it's our gathering, but our, our fellowship is, is a gathering as we talked about what does it really mean for us to gather. Ultimately, when we gather, the one thing that we want in our gathering is that we want to express love to each other. Out of all the gifts that God can give to his people, all the spiritual gifts that we have, you know, love is the greatest. Out of all these, Paul says, love. So as we talk about, you know, a spiritual practice for us, a spiritual practice of fellowship is as we have fellowship with others as God has with us. And that fellowship is love. It's a love we don't deserve, but it's a love God gives to us freely and generously in his son, Jesus Christ. And so we are called to love one another, to love into our community and our world. And that sixth spiritual practice, evangelism. Evangelism, where we say, you know, you know, while we do things as a community, as believers, we also say as an individual, how am I a witness to God's love for me through my words and actions? Now, does that mean you have to be perfect? No. I mean, that part of witnessing to God's amazing grace and love is saying, yeah, you know what? I'm a follower of God. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a Christian, but I mess up. I am not perfect. I am not always devoted to my Savior the way that I should be, just like I'm not always devoted to my running like I should be or to getting up this morning and working out. Yet I live in God's grace and forgiveness. We live in God's grace and forgiveness. As we talk about these spiritual practices, again, we could talk about these, and that's great, but part of what we're wanting to unfold here for our congregation is how do we help one another grow together? Because we said part of what we want to do is create a safe place where we can grow to be the person that God has designed us to be. You kind of think Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. For you're saved by grace, not by anything that you've done, so that no one can boast for your God's workmanship, his craftsmanship, for the good works that he's created us to do. God has created you, and in his grace, he is shaping you. And so what we strive to do here is create a place where we can be shaped together as we grow together. Whether we go together in, in small groups, it is great to be in smaller groups because there's a sense of being more accountable to one another and uplifting one another. But also, too, as we develop a plan where we can meet kind of more like a you know, coach or like a, you might go see a fitness trainer and say, all right, I need to develop a plan because I want to be healthier. That we'd have a plan where you can meet with a small group and you can learn about some ways you can put these practices into practice. Practices into practice. There we go. Practices into practice in your life. That you can make these practices part of the habits of your life. 
So they become more than just something you read about or something you are told to do, you know, but something to say, I know I can do this and I'm going to experiment and explore what it means for me, for you to be in God's word, to be learning from God, to be in prayer and being dependent on God, to be in fellowship and in loving one another, learning to love each other, to be worshiping, responding to God's grace in Jesus Christ, to be serving and generous as our God is generous, to be, you know, being a witness as we witness to his love. So as we move forward here in the next months and as we kick into the new year especially, we'll begin unfolding these small groups and these opportunities for us to grow, for you to grow. Because again, part of what we want to do as this vision is we want to create a safe place where we can grow, where we can grow to be the person God is designing us to be. And he designs us to be who he wants us to be in Jesus. Because it, again, it all begins with this one exercise this morning, this exercise. Say it with me again. I am loved by God. You are. You are loved by the God of the universe. And as we talk about these spiritual practices, again, it's not about proving yourself to God. You don't have to. God loves you and accepts you and forgives you and welcomes you and by his spirit empowers you. And with these tools and these resources, he will help us to be a people that are growing together, to be the people that he is designing us to be, that we can go out from here and share his love into our community and our world. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing grace and love for us in Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you help us to continue to grow. Bless us, Lord, as we continue to unfold the vision that we have here for Holy Savior, as we live out, as we express this vision that you've called us to be, as we gather, grow, and go. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.